Hello, hello, hello. Good evening and welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hoobazoo Network. You can find out more on hoobazoo.com. Today is April 11th, 2019. It's time for number 143. And I have a, a different kind of podcast. Don't know if this will take the full 30 minutes, but I felt it important to talk about because... It's very applicable to what I'm doing and why. So on Facebook, I'm a member of several podcast groups. Some of these groups are about podcasting. Some of these groups are about podcasts themselves. This podcast came out and what do you think about it? Some groups are very technical in terms of how you structure your room to record in. What microphone, what kind of cables, what kind of digital audio workstation you use. All kinds of things. Podcast groups about podcasts. Podcast groups about uh, animal podcasts, sports podcasts. Podcasts about promotion. On and on. There's a lot of, of Facebook activity on podcasting. It's a very exciting time. And as I go into 143, counting down to number 150... Something happened to me that hasn't happened in a while to this degree. I got a Facebook message asking me a series of questions from a student who's doing a research project on podcasting, and she's a member of one of the groups. Her name is Sasha, and she asked me some questions for her school project. And look, I don't know... If she just saw my name or saw my podcast and said, you know what, I'll reach out to him. I don't know if she looked at the Facebook page or some of the other pages, the Twitter page, Instagram page. And by the way, hit that like button, subscribe on the website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, everywhere. Thank you very much. I don't know. I don't know how or or why she chose to reach out to me, but... Of course, I was very flattered. Some people podcast for years and never get any kind of interaction. I certainly have gone entire stretches, 5, 10, you know, 17 episodes without hearing from anybody. And that's fine. I'm not doing this for the, the look at me factor. But the fact is, she reached out to me and asked me some questions. One of my feedback for a school project and I think this is kind of cool. And so I told her, I said, Sasha, I'll tell you what, I'll answer your questions on Facebook Messenger, but I will also do a podcast about this because I feel the questions you asked were pretty cool. That a lot of times I don't get asked by people listening to my podcast or my, my family members who have had to endure me chasing them down to listen to an episode I worked really hard on. And and by the way, I really appreciate the fact that they do listen. Sometimes it's it's all I got, and sometimes not. But I certainly appreciate all those friends and the family members who took time out of their day to listen to me work the mic and lay some tracks. So I said, sure, I'll answer your questions, and we'll just go over them and see what happens. So question one, she asked, why did you start making podcasts? 
What were your inspirations? For some people who've been listening from day one, I've talked about this before, but here it is again. When I was thinking about the concept of Oscar Mike Radio, and this was almost four years ago, there were a lot of things going on in the military and veteran community in our country, in the United States. There was a lot of angst and frustration and upheaval around the subject of veteran suicide. It's still a problem today, make no mistake. And if you don't believe that, uh, you can check out my podcast uh, featuring Jim Tuff. Jim Tuff is a man who's done 22 push-ups a day to raise awareness about veteran suicide. At that time, four or five years ago, there were a lot of veterans coming back from Afghanistan who were trying to either rebuild their lives or they were trying to get out of the military and you know do something different. A lot of them were trying to simply buy a house, go to school. Some of them were more enterprising. You know, that was their thing, and they wanted to enterprise. They wanted to entrepreneur, and they were trying to start their own businesses, which had its own host of challenges. And some veterans felt really alone. And I thought it'd be cool to have something. At the time, I didn't know what. Had no idea what to do, but just knew that I wanted to do something. And I thought about writing a book. I thought about doing a daily blog. I thought about going and working for a radio station and maybe trying to you know, get my own you know, radio show. I, I thought about a lot of different things. And I loved radio growing up. Uh, my, my dad would listen to uh, Garrison Keillor and, and Rush Limbaugh and other talk radio hosts. Those are the two big ones that I remember. And he was always interested in talk radio. And I, I'm a real big fan of, of Rush. I like their song, Spirit of Radio. And, and it just was very appealing to me. However, when I started looking at doing radio for a radio show, because I really like that, and people say I have a, a, a good voice and they like listening to it, I found out real quick that uh, getting an internship at to a radio station is not an easy process, much less getting put in front of a mic. And then if you want to go to a smaller station, like one of those community FM radio stations or an AM station, it's very simple. You know, you know uh, you're going to do a show that's going to cost X number of dollars per radio hour. And if you're on four hours a month or eight hours a month, they're going to want that money up front before they let you in their studio. And if you need sound help, if you need other kinds of help, that's also additional. So for a lot of people that I knew that had done this, some, some guys had really put themselves in the hole financially trying to pay for their airtime. And then they would spend a lot of their time trying to find sponsors to pay for that airtime because that's the key. The key is... If an hour of radio is 500 bucks an hour and you're only doing four hours a month, that's $2,000, you need to make that $2,000 hit and then anything you can make over $2,000 is actually, for lack of a better term, profit. But I can tell you right away that I didn't really like that idea because, one, it, it's a lot of money up front for me at my at this point in my life for anybody really. And two, I really want to focus on making content and telling stories and talking to people 
versus spending the majority of my time trying to sell my show. And and there's pluses and minuses to not being on the radio versus podcasting, but that's why I went with the podcast idea. And I still really didn't understand all the ins and outs, right? And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I talk about him a lot. I met a guy by the name of Keith Hayes at the first annual Dale Dorman Media Day at Massasoit Community College. And he is one of the partners of Hoobazoo. That's W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O. You can go and check out that website, hoobazoo.com. And he was talking about podcasting. And I was hooked. Here's a guy who was doing this back before it was called podcasting, back in dial-up days, figuring out how to make your own server work, all the all the problems and challenges he had done, and he was telling people that you could do it. And I, I pitched my idea to him. I, I told him what I wanted to do. And instead of brushing me off or telling me, you know what, come back in a year or so, he's like, I'm going to help you out. And if you do what I tell you to do, you're going to be successful. And I'm like, okay. So he gave me a list of things to do, and I, I did them. And over time, it improved. And, you know, we're still doing stuff together. It's, it's been a very cool relationship. Really wouldn't be here today without him. So the biggest thing he had was not quitting. Absolutely do not quit. Keep at it. A lot of people quit. And I can tell you in podcasting that happens. A lot of people quit before they really get in their groove. They get frustrated and quit. We'll get to that in a second. So that, Sasha, is kind of the verbal answer to what I wrote you earlier. And I hope you're listening to this and, and we'll keep going. Her second question was, what do you think is the hardest part of the process? And she asked, uploading regularly, coming up with content ideas, finding people to collaborate with. I would say the hardest part for me was understanding just how technical sound is. It is one thing to point your cell phone at your cat or a, a, a plate of food or your kid or your, your, your spouse and take some video of them and upload it to Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, right? You throw some lighting in there and a couple filters and not that you're, you know, Ridley Scott, but you can make some really cool videos on your cell phone now. It is another matter entirely and a lot of orders of magnitude more difficult to do sound properly. And when I went back to listen to some of my first podcasts, like the first 30 or 40 of them, it, it, it was pretty brutal to listen to. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It, even now it's like, ugh. but it, it shows how far I came. And one of the ways I did this was constant trial and error and frustration, trying to figure out why I couldn't get my voice to sound the way I wanted it to sound why there was buzzing in the background, why other things came up. Just the fact that I moved locations changed the entire uh, 
character of the podcast. One time for a stretch there, I literally took my recorder down to my, my truck and recorded in my truck. And I'll tell people this, just a little free experience thing. If, if you're having problems, you know, getting a good sounding room and you've got somebody that says, hey, you can come down to my studio for $50 an hour and record there, you, you can do that. There's a lot of advantages doing that, but if, if you want to try this, let me know what you think. That'd be great. Go in your car with your recorder, sit in the back seat with the mic in front of you, or go in your bedroom closet, put the microphone in the clothes, and, and sit in front of the microphone in front of the clothes, and you will sound completely different in a good way. And it's not like, High speed, low drag, or sexy, but it really works. Clothes naturally eat up any kind of echo. The interiors of most automobiles are designed with sound in mind. They want to reduce exterior noise and interior sounds from the car. So there's been a lot of soundproofing advances in automobiles in the last five years, and they sound great. But learning sound is hard. I would say the other difficult part for me is uh, making some kind of story or situation connect with people because, again, podcasting is about connection. And sometimes it's challenging for someone who's not military, never served, never experienced what you experienced to appreciate some of the things that I'm talking about. I'm trying to tell a story about an aircraft or a piece of equipment or the Army's new um, you know, sidearm, and for some people that's like boring stuff. How do I make that connect with you and help you understand how important that is? To me anyway. So you have the technical aspect and you have the connection aspect. Both of them have their challenges. Both of them have uh, things you can do to overcome them in an easier fashion, but they're still there. But I would say to anybody, again, all the rest of it, the, the, the other stuff of doing a podcast is simply about being adaptable, being open to learning and, and, and being coached and not quitting. Not quitting is the biggest thing you can do to keep yourself on this path of, of self-discovery and sharing and connecting with people. And there's been a lot of times that I'm like, you know, this this is hard, but not quitting has paid off. And question number three, in your opinion, what makes podcasts stand out from other formats such as radio shows or blog posts? Look, I've said this before several times. And I'll say it again, we are at a time in the human experience and human history where anyone, you can take a, a cheap recorder, quiet room, and record something and produce it. You can go to a studio that costs you three to four hundred bucks an hour. You can use a laptop with a cheap USB microphone. You can get a setup like I have, which is not really high speed. But not low drag either. Like I've got a pretty good rig. And you can create your own content. 
on your terms. And one person could listen to that content. Maybe 100,000 or many more can listen. But I say this to people, the point is you produce something that one or more people ingested, they took in, they thought about it, and maybe, just maybe, they provided feedback. And you can use what you produce to laugh, have fun, tell a story, affect change locally, be a catalyst, be that ripple in the pond that keeps going and going and going. You can connect with people in a way that has never been possible for in human history for practically nothing. Yes, there's some cost involved. I'm not going to say that, but compared to what you had to do five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it cannot be any easier. There's a way where you can take a laptop or your cell phone and podcast from both of those And if you use the right hosting platform, the right tools, it won't cost you a dime other than your cell phone plan. And think about our our great, great ancestors were carving mammoths and stuff on cave walls. That's how they told stories. Come on. We live in a great time. Okay? And... Sasha, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't for podcasting. And again, I don't know if you chose me because I don't know. But you did, and we're able to have this conversation now. And possibly you or somebody else listening to this uh, podcast might take something from what I'm doing or talking about and making it relatable to what they're doing. You might say, you know what, I he does these things good, great, but he's got these couple things over here I'm not going to do, won't work for me, and that's fine. Everybody's different. Everybody tells stories differently. Everybody thinks about stuff differently, and that's the beauty of it. You can be different in your own space, and that's fine. So I I hope that answers your question. Last question here, and, and time is flying, we're having a lot of fun, is... Do you make any money making podcasts? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'll tell you why here in a second. Does your listener count matter to you? If not, why do you still do podcasting consistently? Thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hope to hear from you soon, Sasha. Okay. Just for the record, as of this podcast, number 143, I I do not make any money at this time. That is not to say I wouldn't like to get a sponsor or sponsors or figure out a way to make money doing this. It, It would be nice. One, it would validate that somebody else really finds the work valuable enough to attach a dollar amount to it but also it would allow me to do other things that I'm trying to do with the podcast. Uh, for instance, a lot of the live cast stuff I do costs money in terms of equipment and being able to set up remotely and, and do this is, is not cheap. And I've been slowly building that way, but it'd be faster if I had money coming in. 
there's an idea overall as part of a, of a production company, but that's not really with the podcast. But no, I don't, I don't get any money for it right now. Uh, what I have gotten is I've, I've come to a place and then a podcast for some guy and he's, he's given me a t-shirt or a promotional item from his company and I've sent him a thank you card and, and that's pretty much the end of it. But that's not to say that some people are, are thinking differently about that. Um, to that end, uh, you ask about does listener count matter to you? And I, and I would say, Sasha, I want to share this with you. Uh, because this this person, this podcast, this individual really changed how I approached uh, podcasting when it comes to guests and, and treating people on my podcast. I will say to anybody, there's a huge focus on trying to find good guests that will come on your podcast, validate what you're doing, and then by having them on your podcast or your show, it makes you legitimate and, and gets more people engaged with what you're doing. It attracts sponsors, it attracts supporters, it attracts a fan base and allows you to grow. And there's a lot of people in the podcast community who spend a lot of time focused on getting that guest and, and getting that person who's going to you know, help them break out. So to answer your question, I, I did this podcast with Steve Kimball from Kimball Payne. In the blog post for this podcast, there'll be a link to that uh, podcast number 120. And Steve Kimball is an Army veteran. Got out of the Army and started his own uh, construction company. Good story there. Really interesting guy. And I interviewed Steve at a Dunkin' Donuts. So there's challenges technically in setting it up and doing it right. And making sure that the experience was good for him. So I asked him for feedback. And Steve knows really nothing about podcasting or audio work. But what Steve does know about is delivering a service to customers that, you know, makes their life better. When he comes to fix your house or paint your house, the house is at one state. He comes in with his crew and it leaves better than what it is. And Steve told me something that really kind of made me stop and think for a long time. And, and, and what he said was, you know, I liked your podcast. I like coming on. I thought you treated me well. You know, I know why you're asking me these questions and it's great. But what I want you to think about more than anything else is I think if you approach people from the aspect of adding value to them, you won't go wrong. He's like, everything else was fine. You, you didn't, you didn't disrespect me. You, you didn't patronize me. I didn't feel like I was being, you know, used to, but he's like, I, I want you to think about this, about growing your podcast. Look at your guests as a way, as, a, as an opportunity for you to add value to them, to their life, to their cause, to their business, to their story. And he's like, Travis, I promise you, everything else will fall into place. And when I quit worrying, Sasha, about the number of downloads, listener count, subscribers, Facebook likes, Instagram likes, Twitter likes, when I quit worrying about those things, which is completely wrong for podcasters, you should be obsessed with that stuff, but I quit worrying about it. And when I started approaching not only 
interviews with other people, but every podcast as a way to add value in some way. Everything changed. Everything changed, and people who I had just come into contact with and given my card to, people that I had sent a thank you card to, start, you know, hitting me back about coming back on the podcast, asked me to speak on behalf of veterans, talk to them about their, you know, business venture or nonprofit they're doing. The whole script changed. And I would tell any podcast this, I don't care if you're podcasting about, um, you know, Beanie Babies, pottery, sports, whatever it is, if you do what you're going to do with the idea that you're going to add value to the story or to the person instead of trying to use that to springboard your your popularity. People will know that you're real. People will respond to it and people will will spread your your podcast by word of mouth. And that's it, Sasha. I I had four questions from you. I, I told you I was going to write your responses and then I told you I was going to do a podcast on your questions. And I hope that both things worked out for you in terms of the time reading my answers and listening to this. Maybe uh, give the link to this podcast to your teacher and see if you can get bonus credit. I don't know. And I know you're doing a podcast, you're getting going, and I wish you all the best. It's a very uh, different kind of space to be in, but it's a it's a great, cool space. And I've learned so much. I've met so many good people, and I've had to really... Uh, get out of my comfort zone to to get here where I'm at now. And I don't know what the future holds, but I'm sure I'm having a fun ride doing it. And I hope the same for you. And thank you so much for reaching out. I'm Travis. This is Oscar Mike Radio, and we are on the move.